Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So rather than us guessing about what you want to hear about, you can just ask us and we will answer those questions. You can do that by going to thewhistleway.com thewhistleway.com you can ask us questions on there subscribe to the podcast youtube channel join our referral network and our email newsletter and you can get dialed in with our media mayor mastermind course which is where brian and i take everything we've learned about creating thousands of videos together over the last seven years and put it into a nice little package to shortcut your learning curve so you can go crush it with video in your market uh, again, go to thewhistleway.com. If we provide some value today, we'd really appreciate it if you're watching on YouTube, if you can hit the little thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. Also, if you want to get uh, future episodes of the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up the review on there. That goes a really long way to share uh, the message that we're giving out here on the show. All right, Brian, what do we got today? So this question uh, was asked indirectly by a good group of people. Um, kind of asking it in different ways. And I think we combined it in a way that I think will uh, answer a lot of questions at once. But a lot of agents are busy. A lot of business owners are busy. Um, but sometimes we get locked into being busy on, on one side of our business versus the other. And so I kind of want to talk about how you have split up and organized working on your business versus working in your business. I think a lot of agents get stuck working in their business doing the day-to-day and not taking a step back and looking at the whole the whole sum of their business and going, this could be done way easier. So how do you organize your time to, to do yeah. that? There's a, a saying for this, and it's that a lot of times you can't see the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. You're too focused on the trees that are in front of you to realize there's this entire forest on the other side of those trees, and you don't have an opportunity to see that. And that's because you're getting too locked into the day-to-day business and just what do you have to do next as opposed to all the other opportunities that are out there in the world. Um, So that's the best um, analogy or metaphor, or that could be both, right? What's the difference between an analogy and a metaphor? Like analogy relates it to something, I don't know. Is is One of them is an analogy uses like and metaphor uses is. So like she is happy like a clown versus she is a clown. I think a metaphor is she is a clown. Does this make me sound stupid if I don't know the difference between these? If, well, that's a if, simile, I think. Well, if, a simile uses like. If you're uh, tuning into the show today and you know the difference, um, shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Kyle Whistle. Help me understand the difference between a metaphor and an analogy. Because is you can't see the forest through the trees. Is that a metaphor, an analogy, or is it both and why? That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, let's get into <laughs> the actual content where people... This is not a show where we ask people I wanna, shit. <laughs> is it okay if Kyle learns something? Nope. I want to learn something on the show today. Well, learn something somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as how to do this, I think this is one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is they just get way too stuck in just, okay, I got another lead. I got another client. I got to go. I got an inspection. I got an appraisal. I got this. I got that. Like, everybody gets way too stuck in that. They And the number one thing is they're just not blocking time in their calendar. It all comes down to time blocking. Because the most important thing, I think agents screw this up all the time, they don't respect their calendar. That's truly what this comes down to, is not respecting your calendar. Um, You've got to live and die by that calendar. 
Um, I think it's one of the, the biggest mistakes. I have a video that I've put out there. Um, if you want a copy of it, shoot me a, an Instagram DM. I'll, I'll hook you up with this video. But it's my top five tips for new agents. And uh, living and dying by your calendar is one of the top tips. I was, gonna say, was that one through three? It's, it, it's <laughs> Live and die by on Monday, by <laughs> on Tuesday, on Wednesday. It's so big because if you don't put in your calendar, it's not going to happen. Like, let's just be honest. You're not going to do something that's not in your calendar. So when do you put working on your business and your calendar? Yeah. Uh, I would say every agent at a minimum needs one hour a week. Bare, 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 bare minimum. You got to have an hour a week that you really go in and just analyze what's going on in your business. Um, We follow a system called EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, which is intended for companies to operate on. But I would argue whether you're our size or you're a solo agent, you're still a company. Mm -hmm. We're no different. I might just have one person who does finance, one person who does sales, one person who does ops, right? Like I have people for each of those and you might be all of those people and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're just getting started. Now you should have an assistant. That's also in my top five tips. Uh, Is this going to be just your top five tips? It's it's pretty much, that's what it's going to boil down to, I think. Um, But you should have a meeting very similar to the level 10 meeting that we do that's part of EOS. So in a level 10 meeting, the way that it opens is just talk about a personal best and a business best. And what that does is it just takes your brain off of business for a quick second to find two things to be grateful for. Like I've had a fucked up day. Like my day's fucked. I woke up, there's a flood in my new house. My daughter's room is now torn apart. There's contractors ever, there's blowers and demons. It sucks. So sometimes you need to just take a step back from the bad things that are happening and just think about what are the good things? What is, what is that personal best and that business best? So what's your personal best today? My personal best today, you want today specifically? Oh, not today. I guess this last week. Well, that I got to move into my new house. There we house. go. The fucked part <laughs> is my new house flooded. Yeah, that's not part of the level 10. Like okay, so. Two or three days in. And now, personal best, business best. Yeah. Got it. So personal best and business best. And that just allows you to take a step back and realize, you know, hey, I actually had some good stuff happen. And, and there's going to be, right, like you've had a rough week yourself, right? Like sometimes it could be hard to find that personal best and that business best. That could be tough. But we got to start focusing and training our brain. And what this does is find a silver lining. Because even in in tough situations, there's always going to be a positive that comes out of it. And so starting out with that personal best and business best can be really good. And it just teaches us, here's something we've got going on in our life that we could be grateful for. Um, So we go personal best, and then we go business best. um, And then we go to headlines. So then... Scorecard? A scorecard, sorry. Um, I don't run these. I just participate in this. Um, so I might say I'm out of our scorecard. So there's got to be certain metrics that you're tracking in your business. Those metrics should be in alignment with what your one-year goal is. So you should have a goal of what you're aiming to do for that year. And then you should have certain um, items on your scorecard that are going to ensure that you hit the um, items that are on that one-year plan. So for us, one of our metrics is that we want to finish the year with 60 agents on the team doing a minimum of one deal a month. So we're tracking how many, that's one of our metrics is how many agents do we have on the team. We have metrics of how many transactions we're going to close. Um, We have a variety of different metrics that we're tracking that are all in alignment with what that one year goal is. So depending on, you know, solo agent, big team, I think, what do we have? 10, eight to 10, something like that. Yeah. That we track. I mean, we're a bigger company. We're tracking eight to 10. If well, Chris is going to redo it and bring it down to like four. <laughs> yeah. And if you're solo and you're tracking, maybe that's like three things, five yeah. things, something like that. But you should have should have some certain metrics that you're tracking 
on a week-to-week basis. And the real the way to decide which ones those are are will that knowing that information will that is it a leading indicator and will it move the needle? So if you go, oh, you know, I've had, you know, nine cancellations this last week, that'd be really bad. Um, is there something you can do about it for the next week that it can really update your fix your business? Right, something, and also you want to look for trends. So let's say like we have a goal right now to have 100 units pending at any given time. Well, if we see that we're below the mark this week, maybe we're at 100 last week and now we're at 90, okay, that's nothing to freak out about, well, let's keep an eye on it. But then if the following week we go from 100 to 90 to 80, okay, now we need to talk about this. So we're gonna, what we call, drop it down. Um, so we're gonna look into that a little bit further. If we have one off week, we have an on-track week or uh, you know, an above, uh, above the mark, cool, then let's keep rolling and great job, hoorah, and, and all as well. Um, but you got to have a few specific things that you're scoring in your business. So, you know, some of the more natural things you're going to do, we like to look at more, again, leading indicators. So how many agents did we bring onto the team? How many deals did we pend in the last week? Um, we're looking at, you know, we, one of the things we understand as a company is that we work for the agents and satisfaction of the agents is very important. So we're tracking satisfaction scores on our listing coordination, on our transaction coordination and on our media. So things like that are what we're tracking. Um, so we go through the scorecard, then we go to headlines. So then we talk about what are the, the headlines. These are more just announcements. They don't require any discussion or anything, but these are headlines of things that happen within our particular business. So it could be like, hey, we, we uh, today, as soon as we're done here, we're going to meet with a couple really, really high level agents that are coming from a competitor. Like that was a headline and um, we just finished up our sales level 10 today. So. What are those things that are just like, hey, we got to get it out there. Could be good, could be bad. Doesn't have to be one or the other, but it's just, hey, I just need to let make sure everybody knows. And again, whether everybody is you or your whole team, you have that level 10 to make sure everybody um, is in the loop on it or that you at least get those those big things out of the way. Um, and then uh, if any of those headlines require it, again, you could drop that down. So one, you're dropping stuff down. If there's anything on the scorecard that's off track, uh, two plus weeks, you're going to drop that down because you need to um, what we will talk about in a minute, IDS it. And then same thing on those headlines. If any of those headlines do require further discussion, you're going to drop that down as well. And you'll IDS that when you get into the issues section of the meeting, which is next. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember from here on out if it yeah. goes, so we go ish. I think actually, I think it's next is rocks. It's rocks. If, yeah, I think it's, it's rocks, rocks then and then issues, issues and then, then close. Well, we forgot to-dos in there somewhere, too. And to-dos? Jeez, I should it have written this down. <laughs> you should have told me what we were talking about today. Well, okay. we were taking in a different these direction. These might be out of order. If you want the exact order, DM me, Instagram, at Kyle Whistle. I'll send you, like, the exact level 10 agenda. Um, so a couple of the other sections of this uh, thing that you're going to do in an hour every week, you're going to have review your rocks. Rocks are going to be those things that are your quarter. These Typically, you're going to have two to three things, each person on the team, two to three things. Um, that they're focused on that are going to be their rocks. These are the specific things that you're going to get done in the next quarter that are going to move the needle for the business. Um, again, typically two to three things per person um, within the company. These are your management, leadership, operational people within your company. They're all going to have two to three rocks apiece. Um, and what are the specific things that they need to get done in the next 90 days in order to keep the company on track to hit the one-year goal? Um, so. One of those, like for example, one of my rocks is to get the La Mesa building uh, opened. 
or at least get it on track. It's unfortunately mine's harder because I don't control the government. Um, really? I'm I don't need to control sh- the county huh. water quality control board, nor do I control the city of La Mesa, but one of my rocks and I have a list. So the rock is to um, get the La Mesa building open. And then within that I have certain milestones. So things like I need to get a permit to update the facade of the building while we work on the permits to get the inside of the building done while we go through architectural and engineering and stuff. So like that's a milestone. Um, joining the La Mesa Village Association. That's a milestone, right? So there's certain things that I need to do over the next 90 days to accomplish my rock. So everybody should have rocks. We go through the rock. Are we on track with everything? And if we're on track, cool, great job, thumbs up. If we're off track, do we need to discuss it? And then if so, we drop it down. If it's just one of those fluke weeks, like, hey, I had an off week, my house flooded while I moved, um, then maybe you just, okay, no big deal. We'll catch up next week. So we do the rocks review. Um, then we do a to-do list. So were there any specific to-dos that came out of the last meeting that needed to be done? These are one week to-dos. So was there anything when we went through um, the issues list from the prior week, were there any specific tasks that needed to be completed between last week and this week? How did we do with those to-dos? And then we get to the meat of it. So just for perspective, each of those segments is about five minutes. So five minutes on the personal and business best, five minutes going through the scorecard, five minutes reviewing the rocks, five minutes reviewing headlines, five minutes reviewing the to-dos, then you go into the issues list. And so when if, if you're just a, a solo individual agent, one hour total, you're gonna get this done. So you're gonna have about 30 minutes to do your um, issues list. If you're a big team like ours, where our leadership meeting every week is 90 minutes. Yep. It's the same day, the same time, every week, no matter what, and everybody figures out a way to be there, assuming they're in town. Um, and even if they're out of town and trying to zoom in, if possible, it's it's uh, strongly discouraged. <laughs> Never in- say. Encouraged to, to zoom in. It's discouraged to not to, to be to out not of town. Be there. Yeah. yeah. But if you are out of town, then it's strongly encouraged to zoom in. Yeah. Because it really right. sucks having one of these meetings and then next week having the meeting and go, something we've talked about. Talking about the same about. thing. Yeah, talking about the same thing and then rehashing it all for half an hour. Yeah. Annoying. So then the meat of the meeting, um, so it's going to be 30 to 60 minutes depending on the size of your team, but it should be the same amount of time every week. So you decide that um, 30 or 60 minutes is IDS or the issues list. So now you're bringing up all the issues. What are the things um, that we need to be focused on? Um, and these are short-term issues. So these are things that need to be done within the next quarter, but these are more uh, bite-sized chunks where rocks are big things that take quite a few bites to accomplish. It's a big project. These issues are things that can be done within the next week. So no, that's, that's to-dos. I'm sorry, the to-dos are the week, the issues list is the next month, uh, next 90 days. Yeah, Got you it. have a short-term and long-term, but we're getting, we're getting, getting in to-dos. the weeds. Yeah, basically you're going through the issues. So IDSing, what does IDS stand for? It's first, what is the issue? Then we gotta discuss the issue, and then we gotta solve it. What you'll find a lot of times is the issue that's brought up is not the actual issue. Um, like it could be like our con- the Zillow leads suck, right? Like that's mm-hmm. something you hear people say all the time. Like, okay, I hear what you're saying the issue is, but let's really discuss and identify if that's truly what the issue is. Is it that the leads suck or is it that the agents aren't making calls or that we don't have the right follow-up plan or that we don't have the right technology or whatever the case may be? We got to actually identify what is the true issue first. Let's like, yes, we said this is the issue, but let's talk about the real issue. Um, an example would be like a FISBO, uh, a way to IDS what FISBO is like, well, I want to sell it myself. I want to get as much money as possible. Like, do you really want to sell it yourself? Is that truly the issue? Or 
should we can we identify that the real issue is you just want to put as much money possible in your pocket like that would be an example where like somebody saying one thing but that's not what the real issue is the real issue is they just want to make sure they put every penny they can in their pocket same thing with idsing issues within your business you might on the surface it's this but in reality it's that yeah and so for example so if you say zillow leads suck and then you can get kind of dive in and go in and you already said that Never mind. I thought I had. I thought I had more to add, and go. Nope. You exactly said that. Never mind. Carry on. Uh, So first, we got to identify what's the true issue. Then two, we got to start discussing the issue and potential solutions for the issue. And then three, we got to deploy a solution to solve the issue. Um, So IDS identify, discuss, solve. We got to figure out what is that solution for that issue. Sometimes, as you go through this IDS process, you're actually going to identify the issue, discuss it, and solve it right then and there on the spot. And and great job. We're all done. Check that one off the list. But there's also going to be times where it's going to trigger a to-do or two. Um, And that's something that needs to be done over the next week that's going to get us to the point where we can solve that issue. And one of the things that we're getting better about, we're still not perfect. We've been doing this for about nine months, and we're doing better about. um, But is as we put issues on the list, trying to as an individual put something on there that's I, that's dug down as much as we can. Sometimes I can't see the full issue until we talk about it, but we try and dive into it. And then also we've, we've learned, hey, let's come with a couple different solutions because we say, hey, the issue is, I don't want to keep bagging on Zillow leads suck because they're crushing right now, um, but let's just say. It's just the easy one that everybody yes, complains about. Let's just say, hey, Zillow leads suck. Here's a solution, here's a solution, here's a solution. And then we talk about it and you go, actually, I don't like option one. Option two is getting there, but we could do this, 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 and this instead. And then we can say, okay, yeah, let's use the modified option two and, and that will be to solve it. Chris, you have to do this. Brian, you have to do this. Kyle, you have to do this. Ne- by next week, we announce it to the team. Zillow leads are great again. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, so in our, our leadership meeting, which is once a week, 90 minutes, we spend about 60 of those 90 minutes just on this issues list. Um, IDSing, identify, discuss, and solve. Um, so we spend about 60 minutes on that. And then we also do um, a sales, an ops, a finance, and a marketing meeting every week. Those are 60 minutes. So there's about 30 minutes spent on issues in those meetings where the leadership has about 60 minutes spent on that issues list. Um, last thing is we conclude the meeting, which is about five minutes. We recap the to-do list. So what are the to-dos that came out of the meeting today? Um, So those are the things that we need to execute on over the next week. Uh, Then there's cascading messages. Is there anything that came out of these solutions that we need to cascade to anybody else, team members, um, you know, vendors, things along those lines? What messages do we need to cascade out to others to make sure that they're in the loop on what's going on? And then we rate the meeting on a one to 10 scale. Um, So again, if that's you by yourself, rate yourself. If that's you in a group, go around the room. Hey, how would you rate this on a one to 10 scale? Um, and then that's the end of the meeting. So let me just recap it and then mm-hmm. we can hit that. So your uh, personal best and business best, five minutes. Scorecard, five minutes. Rocks review, five minutes. Headlines, five minutes. To-do list, five minutes. Issues list, 30 to 60 minutes. And then five minutes to conclude the meeting. So some other things that we've learned with the this meeting is it has to start on time every week, end on time every week. And we literally mark it down if it starts two minutes late and ends in a minute over. So start on time, end on time. Uh, the other thing we have done is um, no phones at the meeting. Uh, there are times where, hey, Kyle, you're going to need to do this. And you go, look, let me just hit them up right now. 
But if there's ever a phone at the meeting, and there's been times where I or, or Shannon has said, hey, something's going on right now, and I need to have my phone available. So if I get a phone call, I'm going to step out. Um, but that's the exception uh, rather than the rule, and it's always something brought up, up up front. Hey, you know, so those are two of the things that that I think can very easily turn a good meeting into a shit meeting is if, you, if you're by yourself or if you're with three people and then one person's on their phone the whole time and then they go, yeah, wait, what did you say? No, I don't, like, you gotta be there present 100% dedicated to that meeting um, for that entire time every week. Cool. Well, you guys just got a, a master class. Maybe it wasn't so masterful in the beginning, but I think we've tied it together nicely in a little bow. I think um, we're gonna film a new intro. Because <laughs> what we t- what we started about wasn't what we ended about, so I think we filmed. It a new was intro. talking about the business and how do we actually spend some time working on the business. Okay. The I just gave it to him one hour a week. You've got to spend working on your business, and we literally just gave you the blueprint for what to do in that one hour. Kyle just doesn't want to re-record an intro. <laughs> no, I think we actually did exactly what we said we were going to do. What okay. is how do you spend time actually working on the business as opposed to doing it one hour a week and follow the format we just gave you, and that will make a massive change in your business. Fine, you're right. I'm wrong. Carry on. Jeez. You just got lost on the little path that went a little bit windy that we were on, but we got where we were going, Brian. Still deep suck. <laughs> For the record, we love Zillow Elites. Zillow's great. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. If you did, really appreciate it. If you can give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching. Also, hit that subscribe button, a little notification bell, so you get updated future episodes of the show. Also, if you are... Uh, listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review on there. Uh, we're going to dive into our widget of the week here in a minute. That's something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. Um, but before we dive into that, if you have a question you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, uh, make sure to visit thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, you can also join our referral network, our email newsletter, and get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is everything Brian and I have learned about shooting videos over the last seven Filming. years. Filming videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd be careful with that word. You go to Facebook jail for it. Um, everything <laughs> we've learned about recording videos over the last seven years um, put into a nice little package to really shortcut your learning curve so you can crush it with videos like we have. All right, Brian, it's your widget of the week. So my widget of the week is something that I use in my personal life. Um, it's something I want to bring up here because it's a great kind of uh, gadget to give or to install in some a client's house for them. Uh, I am not very techie, and so I was a little – kind of looks weird uh, – so the fact that I had to go to the circuit breaker. Oh, no, Brian just builds like 87-step zaps. You said you're not techie. Sorry, I'm not very handy. handy. I'm very techie. I'm not very handy. Okay. Um, but so going to the circuit breaker made me a little nervous. But um, it was actually really easy to install. This is my Nest thermostat. Is that yours? Good. So my Nest thermostat, you can control via the app, via Alexa. I can tell her to turn the air conditioner on or off, the heater on or off, change the temperature. Um, and the greatest thing is I can do it from my phone. So we're out at the zoo sweating our ass off. We can turn the AC down real nice. By the time we get home, it'll be cooler. I'll layer on top of that then. Okay, good. I was really worried that that was going to be yours. It's not what I was going to do, but I'll layer on top of it because this is an extension of what you're talking about. So um, Ecobee was the first company to add these. Nest now added these and their sensors. And what these little sensors do is, let's say, for example, my new house, all the thermostats are in the freaking hallways. 
The yep. hallways get zero light, natural light. There's no windows by the hallways. So they don't heat up. They don't heat up. So these things are, you might set your thermostat to 74 degrees and it will make the hallway 74 degrees. The problem is the family room where you're hanging out in, like at my new house, I get a lot of morning sun. It's like 85 degrees yep. in the freaking family room because the sun is beating in the family room. Meanwhile, there's zero sun hitting the hallway. So the new nests and the ecopies have these extra little sensors that you can get, which you can then place them around the house into different rooms. And then what these sensors do is they first sense motion. So if there's motion in the room, it identifies, oh, they're hanging out in the family room right now. They're not hanging out in the freaking hallway um, where I'm calibrating it. So they're like, oh, the coaches are in the family room right now. Mm. So when you set it to 74, it's not going to make it 74 degrees in the hallway. It's going to make it 74 degrees in the family room because that's where the family is hanging out. So really cool. So it senses where is motion happening in the house and it's whatever temp you set it to, it's going to make it that temp in that room as opposed to that temp in the freaking hallway. So if you get Ecobees and Nest, splurge for the, assuming you have hallway thermostats, which, which seems I to do. be where they always are, splurge to get the little sensors. And I think you can add these maybe after the fact, um, but get the little sensors for the Ecobees and do the you, Nest. So do you plug them in or are they? No, they're wireless. Interesting. Yeah. Are, they, are they powered by like a little battery or something? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Cool. They just have little like watch type batteries in them and they last like a year probably. Sweet. They just swap the batteries out. So there you go. I'll just utilize that. Thanks for teeing me up, Brian. Yeah. And so for 300 bucks, I don't know how much they are, three, 400 bucks, you can make your client's new home a smart home really easily. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. Really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast. See you next week.